All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. Derek Vandegriff continues to join as he is talking about, this time, the Ole Miss LSU baseball series. Derek, this baseball season has not gone, let's say, well um, to this point. But this is a series I'm kind of looking forward to because, honestly – with Dylan Cruz chasing Dave Magadan's record for batting average in the SEC, and Dave Magadan, Magadan, for those who don't know, hit 535 in the SEC. Um, this late in the season, I'm, I'm just intrigued at what Cruz can do. Yeah, he's maybe the best player in the country, and, and if he's not, then the guy pitching for LSU on Friday night will be the best player in the country. Uh Ole Miss fans are in for a real treat when it may not be a treat you want, but I mean you're you're gonna see two major league players come into uh, Oxford, Mississippi this weekend and you're gonna get to see them firsthand. But but yeah, to your point, Dylan Cruz, uh what he's done, I've I've watched college baseball for a very, very long time and and I followed it pretty closely and I'm not sure I've seen anybody have a year like he's having right now, right? Like like you're saying, hitting five hundred halfway through the conference. Uh, season already uh and and he does a little bit of everything you know he's he, he's not just up there for his bat he's a really good defender he's got pop he can drive it out of the ballpark if you give him a chance but uh he's one of those guys that he sits there and he takes takes what you're going to give him and you know he's not up there looking for one particular thing he's got great hand-eye coordination he can really recognize the pitch coming out of out of the pitcher's hand, which is really, really tough to do, uh, especially in this conference. And yeah, he's he's incredible. He's he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, you know, when when the game's over on Sunday, I can't wait to look up and see that he's only hitting you know four thirty-five or so by the time he leaves Oxford. Yeah, seriously, no doubt there. Um, Ole Miss defeated Arkansas State this week in midweek. Yeah, we did. Which, Big win. Yeah. Yeah, which normally that's not something to crow about, but as it's been going, yeah. we can we mm-hmm. need to look for positives in this game. What what were positives yeah. that came out of that game? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've I've been pretty critical of of Mason Nichols over the last couple of weeks, and uh, quite frankly, he turned in maybe his best game of the year, albeit at Arkansas State. But uh, yeah, you know, he he finally found his fastball command again. That's one thing that was really lacking. That's what killed him in that midweek game, uh, game last week against Memphis. He wasn't able to throw the fastball for strikes. All he had was his breaking ball. And, uh, you know, you start laying breaking balls over the plate, they're going to end up getting hit. And, and that's what happened that night. So, but yeah, he, he got his velocity back, got his command back. That's the big thing. You got to be able to put the fastball where you want to put it and use that to, uh, to, to set up your other pitches. So that was really nice. Uh, you know, we, we saw Big Kemp come in there in the ninth inning, try to close it out for us. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting that we're we're getting him as many opportunities as we are on the mound. It's kind of hard with him being out in the field. Uh, you know, there, there's not a lot of warm-up time. And then, you know, if you're in the eighth inning and he's due up to hit, then he can't go down and warm up then for you. Uh, so, you know, it has to work out perfectly to get him into the bullpen, to get him warm if you want to bring him in. But, look, Kemp's – you know, he's his his command isn't great, obviously. You know, this being his second appearance of I believe his career. I don't think he's pitched before this year. Uh, but you know, he's he's got good velocity, he's got a 
pretty usable breaking ball, which is, you know, kind, kind of strange. Uh, he's certainly intimidating up there. There's no doubt about that. You get him on the mound, that that big frame of his. Uh, but, yeah, he's got a little velocity. You know, he's, he's going to pump it in 94 miles an hour. I think it's interesting if if we can maybe get him innings here or there, you know, that may be another arm we can use. So, uh I, I, I thought that was really interesting. Then, of course, when he ended up walking the bases loaded, uh, you bring in what's been, quite frankly, the best pitcher on our team so far this year, Mitch Morrell, and he comes in. And uh, you you could tell the announcers that night weren't weren't people that have watched a whole lot of Ole Miss games and Mitch Morrell because they were blown away that the first two pitches he threw were a slider. And I, I was sitting there thinking, like, man, you're you're going to see six sliders if this thing goes that deep. You're not going to see a fastball. <laughs> Mitch is up there throwing it. He's going he's gonna to throw you the, the slingers up there. And, and sure enough, that's all he threw was sliders over and over and over again. Ended up striking him out on five or six pitches, whatever it ended up being. So, uh, you know, again, it, it wasn't a great effort by Ole Miss. Our bat struggled. We're leaving way too many guys on base, which has kind of been the thing. The theme of this conference season, we haven't been able to drive guys in, and and it crept up again Tuesday night for us. But we got the win. Mason Nichols looked better. Uh, Mitch Morrell still looks good. So you know, take the positives where you can get them, and and try to try to use those going forward because they got a hell of a task coming up starting Friday night. All right, we talked about Dylan Cruz a little bit. Tell me about this LSU lineup because I know it's more than just him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, there's there's Mr. Tommy Tank sitting over there at third base for them. The uh, freshman from North Carolina State last year. He's a sophomore now, obviously. But uh, at North Carolina State, he, had, he, he hit everything out of the ballpark and comes over to LSU and kind of took a step back. Uh, wasn't hitting everything out of the ballpark. He was just hitting it to the wall. So, uh, unfortunately for Ole Miss, he has started to now get it over the wall. He's He's an absolute beast out there, man. He's uh, going to be in college one more year. We get to mess with him again next year. Uh, you know, and and with the shift and everything, I'm going to tell you, shift everything to right field. I think in his entire career, he's hit now uh, close to 50 home runs, I think it is, in the two years in college baseball, 40, 50, something like that. He might have pulled one of them. Everything is pushed to right field, even his home runs, oppo bombs, over and over and over again. Really good approach. He he lets the ball travel. He he gets the the head of the bat on it and uh just a really big strong kid that can drive it and uh and so that's that's something we're just gonna have to look at with them. You know, it's it's a really deep lineup. It's a team that that, that hits up and down. Uh their thing is they've kind of got bit by the old miss bug a little bit. They're they're pitching staff has had several several injuries and and they're really depleted after you get past paul steen on friday night uh i actually didn't look it up but i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm right here i don't think they've swept anybody in sec play yet uh some somebody's always able to get a game off of them and it's because of their pitching so uh you know we we got to get through friday night with paul steen and then uh you know saturday and sunday get go out there and get a give it our best shot and uh and see if we can still you know hopefully one of these games you know, if you get two of them then uh you're you're cooking with gas at that point but it's obviously a tall task really good team they hit a ton and if Ole Miss keeps leaving runners on base the way we're doing it right now then you know it's going to be another long weekend for us but uh for all you optimistic Ole Miss fans out there uh if if you wanted me to do some math for you, get into the NCAA tournament, I'm I'm really good with numbers and I can fudge them any way you want me to. So uh, it's 
we're we're still alive technically, but uh, boy, if if this weekend goes bad, then that that'll definitely put a damper on it for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get out of here, is there a chance there's help on the way, Hunter Elliott, this weekend? Uh, you know, I I haven't heard him say that he's not on the way. You know, that was kind of the last thing Bianco said. They were looking at the LSU series for him to return. So uh, my guess is you're going to see Hunter Elliott this weekend. Um, I'm not 100% sure I would throw him, just me personally, but I am 100% sure that if he's healthy, Mike Bianco is going to throw him. Um, now, the interesting question when it comes to Hunter Elliott is when do you throw him? Are you going to put him out there against Paul Skeens, or do you want to hold him for one of the lower pitchers on, on Saturday or Sunday, right? Uh, you could throw Revis on Friday and then hold Elliott for Saturday and piggyback Jack Doherty off of him or use Doherty in some sort of super bullpen utility role if you're able to steal a game here or there. And, and quite frankly, that's his that's – his, uh, his best role, I know we've talked about it several times, trying to get Jack back to the bullpen so he can get into a role that he's actually comfortable with and best suited for. So I'm I'm really interested to see what Mike does this weekend, see if he rolls Elliott out there on Friday or if he holds him till Saturday, and at the same time seeing what he's going to do with uh, with Jack Doherty because you can't take Revis out of the rotation, I don't think. And, and quite frankly, I think JT Quinn's pitched so well, I don't think you can bring him out either. So, uh, you know, Leave those two guys in there. Get Jack back in the bullpen if you're going to throw Elliott and then figure out the best time to use him this weekend. And, you know, if you're able to steal a Friday night game, then then throw Doherty in there then, see if he can give you three innings, you know, if we're up in the sixth inning or whatever it may be. Uh, but if not, hold on to him and, you know, piggyback him off of either Revis, Quinn, or, or Elliott, what, whatever works out best for you the rest of the weekend. So definitely some options, stuff we haven't had all year uh with with this pitching staff so uh really interested to see what mike's going to do with it yeah and i'm sure you know mike knows more about baseball in his little uh, finger yeah, than i yeah. do in my whole body but i just think about oh, it as yeah. like the, the next high leverage pitch that hunter elliott would throw if it was me would be next spring mm-hmm. uh, that, yeah, that's just yeah my yeah me too. yeah yeah and and Kind of like you're you're saying though, you know they they obviously have a lot more information than we do. You know they're they're looking at MRIs, they're talking to doctors and have their opinions and stuff like that. You know, I mean, look, it's completely possible that that more rest doesn't do him any good. That he's as healthy as he's going to be, and he's a hundred percent. You know, and if that's the case, obviously you run him out there and let him get his work in. Uh, but but for me, if there was even a one percent chance that something could go wrong with that elbow in in, in a high leverage situation then, uh, you know, I, I would question throwing him back out there this weekend. But they have all the information. I'm, I'm sure they got the best doctors in the world looking at him and, and giving their opinion. So I will trust whatever they decide to do this weekend with him. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or is tomorrow on our show, Tom Vanderford, he'll come in for his normal Friday segment. And also on Saturday, John Garcia is going to come by to talk a little football recruiting as well. Anyway, thank you, Derek, for going overtime today. This was a lot of fun, man. No problem, buddy. All right. Take care, man. All right. Hi, Toddy. Hi, Toddy.